Yes, I answer, with giant mittens for paws. Could walk off with half the furniture in this house if he wanted to. Timmy, that little cat does not steal pants. He's never stolen my pants, the tour guide interjects, and I've been here fifteen years. The tour guide smiles at my mother. She does not smile back. He slinks back inside the bedroom and rejoins the departing tour group. Timmy, I want you to focus. Where did you see them last? I told you already, by the fountain. Yeah, well, as I told you already, they're not there. So talk to Mr. Mittens over there, I answer, pointing again at the cat. It's a genetic mutation. We learned about it in science. God or Charlie Darwinian or somebody gave that little cat a thumb so he can grab things. And unfortunately for us, he has chosen to use that skill for evil ends, namely the theft of my pants. Mr. Mittens meows. Cats do not wear pants, my mother answers in that uniquely motherly tone that is half whisper and half scream. Correct, I answer which is why he probably sold them on the kitty black market. She opens her mouth to once again lecture me, but is stopped short by a man's voice, this one from beneath the veranda. Are you guys gonna come down here or just stay up there talking all day? So my mother peers over the railing. Tell that nosy tour guide to mind his own business, I say to her. My mother looks back at me. And suddenly the anger is drained from her face, replaced by something else. It is as though she has seen the error of her ways, perhaps owing to a glimpse of Mr. Mittens absconding with my pants. It's not the tour guide, she says. Is it a cat wearing pants? I answer. She shakes her head and reaches out her hand to take mine, pulling me toward the railing, where I peer down at the man who I don't recognize. Papa, she says. I stare back inside at the picture of the white-bearded man on the wall, and then back toward the younger man beneath the veranda. And they look nothing alike. Not the writer, she says, reading my thoughts, pausing briefly to squeeze my hand. It's your father. Chapter One Give me your Timmy, your poor, your huddled masses. Many years ago, a zillion desperate people, all seeking a better life, escaped from a country called Cuba to a place called Key West, Florida. Many years later, one desperate boy, also seeking a better life, escaped from Key West, Florida to Cuba. Timmy, get back here so I can put lotion on you, says my mother. I'm almost to Cuba, I answer. You're two feet from the shore, she says, in Florida. Google says that Cuba is only 90 miles away. I can swim that in an hour, and if I don't like it, I'll swim right back. Timmy, she says, yanking me out of the water by my arm and slathering sunscreen across my face. I want you to come back to where we are on the beach, and I want you to play with Emilio, the poor kids just standing up there waving at you. But look at him, mother, wearing his little ducky thing. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, Timmy. Stop making life difficult. 
Well, I don't want to come to stupid Key West in the first place. What did you want us to do? Leave you at home? Leave you for a week with some babysitter we barely know? Yes, I answer. No, she snaps back. Dave and I would have just worried about you. That would have ruined our entire honeymoon. Honeymoon. A word that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines suchly. Honeymoon. Noun. 1. A pleasant period of time at the start of something such as a relationship. 2. A trip or vacation taken by a newly married couple. Which reminds me. The first thing I'm going to do when I get off this remote island is write to Mr. Miriam or Mr. Webster or Mr. Miriam Webster and tell them all to update their stupid dictionary. Because, one, this trip is a far cry.